0: Let's give God a praise. Come on now. Come on now, church. You guys have a seat. Well, this morning, we're super excited. We're super stoked about what God is going to do over the next few moments. He's already here. He's met with us in this moment, and we're just, we're just giving him praise for everything that, that he's done. So about a month ago, I get introduced via Dr. Yousef to this guy named Gordon Beckham. Anybody ever heard of Gordon Beckham? Yeah, he's kind of a cool dude. And uh, he loves Jesus. Gordon loves Jesus. And so we were talking about... I was like, man, you've got to come and speak to our teenagers. We get, you got to come and, and share your testimony. And... Uh, could you grab... Y'all say, Willie, you're awesome.
1: Willie, you're
0: awesome. <laughs> okay, so... That's what I'm talking about, girl. Did you hear... that? If that... I know, that's right, man. Whoo, son! Now listen. So I, I, I have a meeting with uh, Gordon, and we're like, okay, you got to come talk to our teenagers. When's the best day? October second. It's the Braves' last game in Turner Field, and uh, we'll just we'll just make it happen. So, so we uh, we schedule it, we make it happen, and we put it on the books, and uh, so we start to promote it. And We're like, all right, Gordon's coming, and it's going to be really really awesome. You don't want to miss it, and. Um, and so Tuesday, we're like doing our normal promotion, and we're like, we'll uh, we're just, we're starting to promote it. And then I get a text from one of our adult leaders saying, hey, dude, have you checked out uh, ESPN yet? And I'm like, nah, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, Gordon got traded, and I'm like, you are joking, like, seriously? And he's like, yeah. And then Willie texts me. 15 times, and he sends me every article on Gordon getting traded, and he said, the one that really made sense, or the one that really hit home was was when Gordon was in the dugout with the San Francisco Giants with a hat on, and I'm like, I don't think he's going to make it next Sunday, and and so I'm texting him, I'm like, hey, dude, everything okay? You know, I'm assuming you're not going to make it Sunday, but are you coming and um he texted me back he said no uh, man, I'm not gonna be able to make it and uh, we're playing the LA Dodgers that day and um, I can't fly home fly back It would just be a mess. And I'm like dude. That's totally cool And so we're praying through the next steps we're praying through and so Gordon gives me this guy's name named Brandon Snyder And I'm like man Brandon Snyder. I've heard the name, but uh, you know I've, I've seen his face He's got a really cool beard and I'm like man This guy's got it going on and I said, but I don't know his testimony and so uh, I, don't, I don't know much about him. And so he gives me his number. We start texting back and forth. And uh, he's like, man, I would be honored to come uh, to STS on Sunday. And so y'all give a warm welcome uh, from STS to Mr. Brandon Snyder.
1: Wow. Thank you. Is Mic check. There we go. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, uh, actually, I am Gordon Beckham. I flew in from San Francisco this morning. <laughs> so, um, no, uh, Gordon, you know, called me and asked me uh, to do this. And um, you know, we, we Gordon and I have this thing where every time God really shows up in our life, um, it's kind of like a code word, kind of kind of around believers is kind of, we always say, "Man, that was really weird, wasn't it?" Like. We know that God put uh, these things in our life, but some people don't understand that. We always kind of had this thing like, man, that was just really weird. Or we'll say it in the media. So if you ever watch us give an interview, and uh, most of the time, we're throwing God right out there in the front. But if we ever wanna make a little joke, that's our joke to ourselves. So anyway, I I told him, I said, man, you know, it's really weird that you called me because I'm having a really rough day. And uh, you know, stuff with baseball and Mom, I haven't I have a newborn baby who or, well, he's two months old now. I've seen him for five days of his life and hmm. I'm bumming out. I'm like, man, I want to go home. Um and I just wanna see my family. And uh and he he called me and he said, Hey man, I, I hate to do this, but you know, would you mind going and giving your testimony? And I said, Man, like I really needed that. And I don't know why, but you know, every in in life you start kind of losing a little faith here and there and and that was kind of my wake-up call and I started thinking about my testimony. And I said, Gordon, I said, I, you might not believe this, but um, I i don't think I'm really helping you anymore. I think you're helping me. So, again, it's one of those weird things where, you know, God put this here for me to come in and talk to you guys. And I got to talk to Ryan yesterday, and he should have just recorded our phone call, and he could have played this, and I could have slept in this morning. But, you know, just, <laughs> no, no, way, man. no, but i honestly honored to be here, guys. Thank you, and uh, what a cool thing you guys have here. And... uh and that's it so
0: well i tell you when i when i was on the phone with brandon it was just it was like sparks flew and it was it was awesome and uh we probably it's it is and and that's what happens now the cool thing about it is we probably use the word excited or stoked or uh, pumped up. We probably used those adjectives like 30 or 40 times about today, because when I was hearing his testimony, I'm like, man, our kids are going to to, to learn and just hear what God has done in your life, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's going to be really cool. So y'all lean in on what God's doing in, uh, in, in this man's life, because he, he, his story's uh, cool. So let's just dive into it. So tell us a little bit background. Where are you from you know where do you live now? you've got a kid two months old crazy what's uh, what's his name
1: uh so I have two actually which oh. I didn't mention that before That's, um I have a little girl named Kinsley Ann and I have a little boy named James Bowen um, yeah we, he's he's gonna go by Bo or Bowen but uh so i'm i'm I grew up in Virginia uh my dad played Major League Baseball, so I chased him around all over the country and we settled in in Virginia. So, um, you know, I've been playing professional baseball for, this is my 13th year. Starting to kind of, that makes me sound really old, but uh, yeah, so, you know, I've been doing this for a while and um, I can tell you right now, I wish I would have had Christ in my life a lot earlier because it would have made not the game easier, but it would have made life a lot easier just to, to be able to have that trust. But, um, so uh, do you want me to go? Ahead? Yeah,
0: that's what I was about to ask you. Did you like growing up, were you exposed to a, like a student ministry or did you go to church? You know, what, what was that kind of dynamic of like?
1: I'll be completely honest. My idea of church was, um, okay you have to pull out the suit that you've never worn go to church with grandma on easter period or go to a catholic service with a couple of my buddies because we were going out you know for something after on sunday and i was scared to death so those were my two experiences either my grandma dresses me up and i have to go on easter or go with my buddies and and just really not learning what church or what Fellowship or what family of a church or, or the congregation was all about. I, I had no idea It was just either I have to do it and I didn't like to do it and it became a pain and that was it I never had any of these programs to do um, uh, it, it was it was tough
0: So you grew up not really involved in a ministry and then you you go straight from high school to baseball like professional stage what was that kind of transition like in your life you know not having a, a grounding of, of christ but just what was that transition like from high school to going out and
1: on tv uh, it was playing ball it was uh, very surreal you know you're making plans to go to college and um i was actually a good student so you know i had planned on going to school and all of a sudden i'm 18 playing professional baseball away from my family for the first time on my own um and nobody to lean on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have your family to call on the phone, but they're not with you. Um, you know, you you have your friends, but they're not really with you either. You know, it's it's a it's a, a sphere of influence, and it's like, well, where is that coming from? If it's not positive, you know, it's obviously going to be negative. There's really no gray area. So um, it was hard, uh, and and it was always a grind.
0: Mm. And so you grew up, and are you playing ball, and you you started. In Baltimore, right, and then went from Baltimore to the Texas, Texas yeah. and then went to Red Sox and then yeah. Braves. So you've been kind of around, and during that time, we were talking. You were saying that that each each club maybe has a chapel that you would uh, kind of attend, hang out.
1: Yeah, I started. I started to where every Sunday uh, we have uh, Bible stu- or excuse me, we have baseball chapel. So we have a chaplain come in. Usually it's just a guy who has a job and decides that he wants to, to minister to the, um, to the players. So I started kind of going in every once in a while, I would go in there, um, be quite honest, go in there, pray for a hit, you know, I'm over 20, Lord, can I please just get a hit today? <laughs> like, I honestly, like it was like, man. And, and the thing is growing up, I, I have, amazing parents i don't take anything away from them as parents Um, but they they believe in god you know we don't talk about it we don't go to church we don't you know it's nothing like that so i had no idea what that was about or or any kind of feelings that i had and the best thing that ever happened was i started to go started to um, associate myself with christians and i and i was like man like I believe all these things that they're saying, and I feel them, but I can't say that I'm a Christian. I, I I can't. I'm not gonna. I I can't say that. I'm not gonna. I mean, that's a huge commitment, and I'm not gonna just say that and then all of a sudden, you know, try to convince myself that. So I went a long time where I was on the fence, and I and one of the points I didn't mention this to you, but um, yesterday when we talked, but. One of the things that scared me to death, and I think it's one of those things that really keeps people from giving their life to Christ is because you always tell yourself, you know, at a a moment of weakness or a moment of of tragedy or whatever it is, you're, I don't want to be the person that only goes to God when things are bad. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I'm over 30. Can I get a hit, Lord? That kind of stuff. Everybody's worried about why they're coming to Christ. I can tell you right now you can stop worrying about why you're coming to Christ and understand that you if you are coming to Christ he's probably got a little hand in that and the fact is is it doesn't matter why it just matters that it happens and so there's a lot of reasons you know people be addicted to heroin and go to a clinic and all of a sudden find Christ and now they're saved it doesn't matter why you get saved. It's the matter of the fact that you get saved. So mm-hmm. anyway, I, I finally got that point in my head and with the Rangers, we had a chaplain who um, he took a lot of heart in, into like, Hey, Brandon, why don't you come to dinner tonight? Or one of those weird things where <laughs> he just kind of felt like he needed to spend time with me. And, uh, and the more we talked, the more I got interested, the more I started showing up. And by the end of that season, I was going every single day, and I was the assistant chapel leader, which he assigned to me. I didn't ask for, but he assigned <laughs> me awesome. that. And that was kind of where the baseball chaplain took me.
0: That's awesome. And so through that, somebody came alongside you and just said, hey, man, just encourage you. And uh, and God ste- keeps just moving in your heart. The Holy Spirit's just moving. And then that moment of surrender.
1: Yeah, I... Uh, I- had my daughter, she, she'll she be three in October. So two years ago, I had my daughter and I'm at home and my wife and I have been talking about looking for a church, um, never been to church with my wife, Never been to, never really been to church other than baseball chapel. So I would go all baseball season and then come home, no more church. It was, I don't have a church. I don't feel like going into a random place with a bunch of random people. I didn't understand the concept of it. So I'm playing golf. Um, and I'm, I'm playing by myself going up and I'm passing groups and I'm passing groups. And finally there's a group of three guys and they say, yeah, hey, if you guys want you, you know, you can play through with us. And I'm like, ah, it's all right. I'm going to go ahead up front. And there's nobody on the course. And I go to the next hole. There's like three groups backed up on that hole. And I'm like, there was nobody out here. That was so, weird. Yeah. Weird. So <laughs> I back up, come back, and I'm like, well, I'll just finish with you guys. And it was like number, it was like 17, too. So wow. it was like one whole <laughs> left. Right. And guy looks at me and he goes, man, you look like a baseball player. And I'm like, well, I actually, I am. <laughs> um, and he goes, well, I, you know, my son plays baseball. I'm the pastor at uh, Christ Church Mountaintop down the street. And uh, he goes, is your dad Brian Snyder? I said, yeah, yeah, it's my dad. He goes, oh, man, that's great. Bro. So we just started talking. And, and by the end, he said, hey, man, um, I don't know you know what your you know belief system is or whatever he's like but i would love to have you at our at our church just come in and and just check it out and i'm like yeah okay sure yeah man and he gives me a card, and i go home and on the way home i'm like if that ain't a sign right there that i need to go to church on sunday to meet i mean it's like i'm looking for and it's like sometimes god just has to bop you upside the head with it Mm -hmm. for you to be like okay uncle i'll go (laughs) so i go in Sat through the service all by myself. Um, watched my first uh, call to worship with a band and music and everybody's worshiping and hands are up and people are singing and people are crying. People are rolling around on the floor. Like they just give them themselves up to God. And I'm like, wow, I'm sitting in my seat. Like I'm, not, I don't It was hard for me to even stand up. I was almost like I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And the more I went, the more I went, I started to kind of feel like, man, this worship is the best thing ever. And I'm just giving myself up and it, and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks it's how you worship. It doesn't matter. You can sit in your seat and pray. You can sit in your seat in silence. You can stand up, cry, scream, yell, whatever, but it's a call to worship. You're giving yourself to God. So I liked it. I was like, man, this is fun. Mm. So I kept going, kept going. And, um, one day, uh, my pastor, pastor Rob, he asked everybody in church. He said, who here wants to give their life to Christ? And I stood up, raised my hand and I was like, I do. And I it was the first time where I literally stopped myself and said, man, for years, I'll ask this question, who in here, and if you honestly, I don't really care if you raise your hand or not because I can tell you are lying if you don't, but who here has had that little voice in your head that that just keeps telling you like, I just, I just want to give my life to Christ. I just, I just, I really do, but man, like that's a huge commitment. I don't, I don't know. And then you talk yourself out of it, or, or you know, you make a decision that maybe you're not as proud of, but everybody here, raise your hand if you've had that, where you have that little voice mm-hmm. that's super hard to kind of commit to, but you're raise them up high, be proud of that. Raise them up because the only reason why I'll say that I had it for years. Years and years I had that voice just saying man like just give yourself up to Christ. I can't Like I can't keep doing this and then the other part would be, be like I'll do it later and and later and later and then years go by and the w- Only thing I can tell you guys is It's like making an investment that, that somebody said, okay you give me every single dollar every stitch of clothes everything that you own All right. And we're going to put in this investment and without a doubt, 100% on the other end, it's going to come out good. Mm. Who here wouldn't do that? Mm. And all I can say is if you could see how fruitful your life would be on the other side of that, when you give your life to Christ and you commit yourself heart and soul. And again, that doesn't mean you're not going to fail. It's not going to mean that you're not going to have your, your setbacks. And I mean, we're human, but, if you could see the other side and how much more peaceful and, and everything life that brings is just, it's such an easier ride. If you could just see that, all of you would do it today. So I gave my life to Christ. I actually was the first person baptized in our church. And um, it's just ever since my wife started coming to church with me. My daughter prays with me at night, which is the greatest mm-hmm. thing ever. All the parents in here like having my daughter she's 3 she says our prayers and she tells me who she wants to pray for greatest thing ever by the way sorry yeah, and uh, and but again it's just one of those things where i i can't encourage you guys enough to just answer that call in your heart to to just commit to it because when when you think about everything that you think you're giving up you have no idea what you're gaining and that that's all i can say i mean I, it was the best thing i've ever done and i still have my my mom excuse me i still have my moments but um I, that's one thing i'll never take back and i just uh, i just love every second of it so
0: that's awesome so you give your life to christ and then was it like all right jesus you have my heart and i'm gonna go and do my own thing or were you by yourself or did someone come beside you and walk with you tell me about that next like that next step what changed like
1: so he, so really the 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 best part about it was after i did it my pastor who um he treats me a little different he knows i'm a little rough around the edges if you guys can't tell normally i'm not wearing nice or i'm wearing decent clothes but at the same time people look at me and they're like tattoo shaved head beard is gonna be a little scary <laughs> So he's like, you know, hey, every Tuesday morning, you're going to meet me for breakfast. Don't care what you have. Cancel it. Meet me at breakfast, 8 a.m., Panera, every day. Uh, okay, you just baptized me, and then now you're telling me I have to go eat breakfast with you. Like, that's pretty soon. So I end up going, and we did a Bible study every single day for about a year, and I, every time I'd go in there, and I, I'd say, man, like, you know, let me let me buy you breakfast. He's like, no, let me buy you breakfast. No. And I'm like, I finally, after about two months, I'm like, dude, I can buy you breakfast, man. It's okay. And he's like, no, it's not okay because I don't want you to pay for my breakfast. He's like, by paying me back is by doing this with somebody else or making disciples or or spreading the word of Christ. He's like, I don't do this, so you can buy me breakfast. And I I stopped for a second. And from that point on, like, I was for sure not missing one. And I can encourage all of you that if you could take somebody and explain what christ is to you it changes your life i mean that's why i said I, this helps me more and it helps you guys probably but i just it's one of those things man it, it, he's the coolest guy i wish i could have pastor rob come in here but
0: <laughs> well we were talking yesterday and we were he was sharing with me that same thing just he was excited about his sharing his testimony and uh he's done it before but it's been a little while but the one thing that we need to remember is that your testimony, Brandon's testimony, my testimony, is something that no one can take away. Not one person can take away our story of, of salvation. You know, at one time, if you know Jesus in here, at one time you were lost, but now you're found. You were blind, but now you can see. And, and too many times we're, we're timid about sharing our story. You know, I, I'll never forget sitting with someone uh, that I went to college with and He got saved kind of probably 1920. He was addicted to drugs and he was always fighting and just had these huge parties and all this other stuff. And and then I'm like, uh, my story is not anything like that. Like I grew up in church, my mom took me to church and I get saved and I just grew up in church and and, uh, I'm like, it's not as exciting as that. And he looked at me and said, Ryan, I would give anything for your story. And it hit me that my story is my story. His story is his story. Brandon's story is his story. And it encourages us as a body of Christ, as believers, that we have a story and we have a testimony to tell. And so, Brandon, these, these, there's 5th through 12th graders in here. And um, we talked yesterday that, that after they graduate, their sphere of influence will shrink. You now, I know we have Instagram, Facebook, all this other stuff. Uh, social media, but the sphere of influence shrinks a little bit. And so physically they can see, they might not realize this, but two, or, two to three hundred people a day that they probably know. If they don't know them, they know their face, they know about them. And, and what would you? how would you encourage them as they go to school, as they live their lives, those who know Christ, how would you encourage them to...
1: I think the the, the the worst part about being a teenager is you're always looking to figure out who's looking at you differently. When being a Christian and and knowing Christ is different. When we do baseball chapel at the field, there's 5 of us. There's 30 plus coaches, like 40 some people. There's 5 of us. Mm. And one of the biggest things for me in making that decision was well who's going to look differently at me who you know my parents haven't given their life to christ now i'm explaining it to them or my none of my friends go to church like what are they going to say when i'm in church Mm. and the only thing i can tell you is is don't be ashamed to to explain what christ means to you because when people see the happiness That you have in Christ that is the biggest encouragement that you can give because a lot of times people look at giving their life to Christ as scary things that they you know have to give up it's all negative it's oh my gosh I can't believe like all that when it's it's love it's love and and if you can express the love and express how proud you are to know Christ it just makes that that transition so much easier for others I think
0: for those who don't know Christ in this room because statistics show us that that a ton of people that go to church aren't saved that don't have a personal relationship we've got it up here but it's not in our hearts and uh, Billy Graham says that 88% of people that go to church don't know Christ as their Lord and Savior and let's back it out. So if there's 100 people in this room, which there's more, and I'm, I'm a simple redneck because I just don't do math very well. And so, so if there's 100 people in this room, that means there's only 20 Christians, fully devoted followers of Christ, who've given their life, given their heart to Christ. And my prayer is that the number's way more here. But for those who aren't in this who who don't know Christ in this room what would be the the encouragement that you would give them I think
1: for me you have to you have to take a deep long look at yourself and I think a lot of times people who don't know Christ think that they're not worthy or they think that they've already You know i i mean why would why me like i've already made my decisions in life and i just don't think i'm worthy or i don't think i can do these things i don't think that um you know what god's asking of me that i can i can give to him um and all i can tell you is that you're wrong because to know christ is to know that hey you know we all make mistakes but uh, you know Jesus died on the cross so that you could be saved and all those things that you think that you're not worthy or, or things that you've done, they don't matter because he took care of that for you. That's right. And it's love. And, and it's one of those things that if you really think about yourself and, and really answer that call in your heart and just commit. Um, like in in Bible study, we were reading through Matthew and the um, Sermon on the Mount and 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 pretty much God lays out a very direct plan and it's incredibly impossible to follow mm. for any for any mortal human it is impossible but all he says is if you if you want it ask if you can't do it ask keep knocking on my door keep asking keep praying and I will help mm. but you just got to keep asking <clears throat> so if you want to be saved by Christ keep praying about it keep. Keep asking Christ to come into your life. That's all I'll, you know, that's the biggest thing.
0: Well, let's take a moment. Let's pray. Let's bow our heads and just kind of get kind of focused in. We've got a few more minutes and then we'll be heading out. But I just want to ask a question. If we were just to be honest in our hearts and just nobody's looking around, just in our, in our hearts and our minds, just in this moment, if you say without a doubt 100% I know Jesus. This story this morning has encouraged me in my faith and I can say alongside Brandon this morning that I know Jesus. Jesus is my Lord and Savior and there's no doubt about it that that God is is the lover of my soul and I love God even though I might mess up from time to time but this story just has encouraged me that and just reminded me of what God has done in my life. If that's you, you said you know Jesus. Nobody's looking around. I want you to lift your hand up real high. Don't, don't be shameful. Just lift your hand up. Awesome. Nobody's looking around, I promise. Nobody's looking around. Awesome. Hands all over the room. Nobody's looking around. Awesome. You can put your hands down. And for some of us in this room, it, we say we can't lift our hands because we don't know Jesus. We, can't, we don't have that relationship with Christ. And Scripture says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. And there's some folks in this room, honestly, there's some folks in this room that need Jesus. They, you, you, you need to surrender and you need to say, God, I, I surrender all. And then this moment of quiet, there's, it's just me and you, and I, I would invite you just to just to say something like that. You say to God, just pray in your own words. There's no magical prayer. Jesus, I love you and I need you. And I confess that you are Lord. And right now, as Brandon beautifully said earlier, that you died on the cross for my sins, but you not only died, but you rose again through the power of God that I might have life. And so, God, I confess that you are Lord, and I believe in my heart that, God, you raised your son, Jesus, from the dead. And in this moment, I want to be saved, God. God, save me. And Lord, just help me, walk with me. And maybe that's someone in this room just said something like that in their own hearts, and then... If that was you, nobody's looking around, I want to invite you just for a moment. If nobody's looking around, this is just a still moment. We'll be heading out in just a moment. But if you prayed that prayer, would you lift your hand up, and today you made Jesus your Lord and Savior. Anyone? Anyone? One. Come on. Two. Anyone else? Anyone else? Nobody's looking around. Nobody's looking Three. Four. Awesome. Anyone else? Anyone else? Awesome. Five. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. Anyone else? No one's looking. Awesome. Six. Awesome. Here's what I want to do. I want to encourage you who raise your hand. Come find an adult. Come find me. Come find Mark. Come find Rachel, Jenny, Nate, Kristen. Uh, any adult that's in this room, and just say, "Hey, I I made the biggest decision that I've ever made. What do I do next? What do I do next?" And they'll get you the stuff that you need, and we'll rejoice. Right now, there's a big old party going on in heaven for those who raised their hand. And uh, we're just so thankful for that. And in this moment, God, we just worship you and we thank you for giving us a story. God, thank you for reminding us of your grace and mercy. And God, this week as we're going to school, as we're going to work, let us be reminded that we have a story to tell. And God, that you've changed our hearts. So if we raise our hand to say that we know you, God, convict us this week to tell someone about you. Convict, convict us this week to tell the greatest story, and that's just of your love. Lord, we love you and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we give Brandon a, a big old hand? Thank, thank you, guys. Awesome. I,
1: I, like I said, I, I can't thank you guys enough for listening to me ramble for, for all that time. Um... You know, and I can't thank Ryan enough for having me come in, because, again, if all I could ever do was come in here and just encourage you guys, um, I, again, I, from everything that's happened in my life, when you find Christ and the ones in here that, that raise your hand and know Christ, you know that you will never be able to pay him back for what he's given you. Am I right? That's right. It's one of those things where you couldn't, you could save everybody on this planet and, it, and it's not gonna equal the the love and the happiness that he puts in your heart so right. um i just i thank you guys again so much for having me um one thing that again that i'll that i'll encourage you when you guys come into here this is such an awesome awesome place i wish i wish i had this when i was a kid that that i could come here and i will find one of these for my son and daughter so that they can come and, and know christ and be with fellow people that, that love christ and when you walk you through those doors Okay. When you get called to worship, remember that you are worshiping Jesus Christ and that you're giving yourself to him. Don't worry about who's here watching you or, you know, that crush across the room. Like, <laughs> don't worry about that. Worry about the fact that the only person that you need to worry about is that guy. And that's the only one you need to worry about. So when you come in here, let it all go. If you want to raise your hands and dance and stomp and scream and yell, do it because that's you giving yourself. Don't worry about all that stuff and have fun with it because that's what love is. Um, And and that's all I can encourage is just be yourselves and know yourself. And again, thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. Thank God. Such a good morning. And
1: and for those of you who are coming to the game tonight, you better come and say what's up to me. Okay?
0: How can we... Well, we'll talk about that.
1: Yeah, I'll figure something
0: out. We'll be there at one if, you know... Yeah, yeah. Hit some homers yeah, and BP. Yeah, yeah that's... <laughs> Wink, wink. So yeah. So, here's the deal. We've got nine minutes. Listen, we've got nine minutes. So we've been worshiping in here. We've got nine minutes to head upstairs, and worship with our big family and big church. And so we want to invite you to come and join us upstairs. It's going to be awesome. If you want to sit with us in the student section, you're more than welcome. If you want to sit with your parents, that's great too. 7th and 8th graders, I didn't get a chance. 5th and 6th graders, I didn't get a chance to tell you this last week. Just one second. 5th through 8th graders, just listen to me real quick. Second, I, I told our high schoolers, I had lunch or uh, I had a meeting with Dr. Youssef a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, and he was just telling me how encouraged he was that our students sit in the front. He was telling me how, because there was one week we had a meeting go on, and, uh, and everybody was out. He noticed. Like, he notices everything. It's just awesome why, when he teaches. And so he noticed that our, our, our student section was a little slim. He was like, where, where is everyone? And I said, well, we had a, a We Worship meeting. There was about 30 or 40 kids upstairs just wanting to serve, and it's just great. But I just want to, want you to be encouraged that when you do that, if God so chooses and tugs on your heart to do that. If your parents say, that's okay, I don't want to create any tension, bring your parents if they want to, you know, if they say, I don't know, you say, Mom, Dad, come sit with me. I'll move, we'll move over, we'll make room, but we want you to come and join us, so if you don't have a seat this morning, please feel free to sit with us. If you, uh, you want to sit with your folks, do that, no sweat, but, uh, but it's going to be a good morning. It's going to be a good morning. It's already been a good morning, amen? Amen. 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 So, all right, let's go to church. Love you guys, y'all are awesome. You are loved, and this is home, and we are here for you.